Well, I don't think that uh, you need any more introduction. It is March. It is madness. The bracket has been unveiled. It is the best sports block podcast of the year. And uh, pleased to be joined by Travis Krenz. Uh, Travis, I, like I said, I, I, this is the best, isn't it? It is the best. Uh, great first uh, first uh, all the conference tournaments there last week. I was excited about that. We got NIT games for Christ's sake, uh, mm-hmm. Tuesday and Wednesday and all this uh, to, to whet your appetites uh, to get you ready for the big tournaments. And uh, Thursday at 11.15 a.m., right and early, we'll be starting things off. Yeah. Uh, th- uh, by the way, that music, courtesy of uh, CBS Sports, their NCAA on CBS and True TV and T- TBS and uh, their theme song, so uh, very good. Uh, did, you hear the, did you hear the big change at the end with the one shining moment? No, don't tell me there's something changed already. Yes. They already fucked it up once. If West Virginia wins, they're going to play John Denver's Country Road at the end. I don't know if you're lying to me or not, but I'm okay with that. Only if West Virginia wins, though. Well, they ain't going to win, so we don't have to worry about that. I don't even see them getting to the Sweet 16. So, well, what, what, you don't, really. No, I don't. I do not. Would it, would, it be tough, would it be something if every team had a song that they got to pick to play at the end of the end of the thing? That would be great. That would... I agree. Let, let's, let's get on that here. Let's see what we can do to uh, to get every team a song. What would STSUs be? <clears throat> R-E-S-V-E-C-T. <laughs> because they, they don't get very much respect uh, from, uh, I don't know, people follow me on Twitter. Anybody. At ND Stackin. By now, you've, you've probably seen that SportsCenter put the USD logo next to SDSU. Uh, I mean, we have... Greg Gumbel saying South Dakota. That's not a huge deal to me. I think that's more just a slip of the tongue. But still, uh, you see what I posted on Monday. Uh, well, let's let's take a look at it. Uh, take a finger at my Twitter machine or my Facebook. Maybe even the Facebook. All right. Well, oh, you're gonna be so pissed. You're gonna be so pissed. Is this, is the, this is the uh, this is the the, the Utah the the Salt the the Tribune in Salt Lake City. How do you fuck something up that bad? I don't know. For, did, for they those... did change it before they printed, I believe, um, which is good. But yes, uh, for those who haven't seen it, front page of the Salt Lake Tribune uh, originally had Matt Mooney. Uh, enlisted him at South Dakota State. Now I would love to have Matt Mooney at South Dakota State, but that's not happening. Uh, but yeah, Gonzaga versus South Dakota State. They put a guy who's not on SDSU. They put the team. At least they got South Dakota State. But how do you screw it up that badly? They did. I don't know because nobody else has this problem. No. Nobody else. No other school. They don't. They don't mix up North Dakota and North Dakota State. No. You put it. You put in the machine. South Dakota State. USD doesn't come up. One is red and white. One is blue and yellow. One is the Jackrabbits. A very unique nickname. That alone, the Jackrabbits, should be enough to distinguish. What the fuck is the name of the school? No the other, Jackrabbits. No other, no other school, school has that name. 
elementary school, high school, college. I've never heard of that name anywhere else. The Coyotes, another unique name. I don't know many Coyotes out there. They're very similar. USC hasn't done anything really, so there's no reason to really know of them. South Dakota State, they had a player drafted, for Christ's sake, four years ago. This is the fourth time in six years they've been in a goddamn tournament, mm-hmm. and we still can't figure it out. Why? Here, here. I don't know. But they've been in Division One for ten years. I know. Fourth time in six years. They're on ESPN2 every goddamn yep. year they, on the Tuesday nights. Yep. For Christ. I, I know. I know. This is, I mean... When, when I get worked up about this stuff, I mean, it, yeah, it, I think for people who say, well, maybe SDSU people are taking it a little too hard. No, because you, it, it's not like it's a slip up every once in a while. This has, it's been, it's been documented, as you said, each and every year. Um, yeah, so this is not good at all. Now, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a huge deal because SDSU is going to lose to Gonzaga right away Thursday afternoon, and uh, and that'll be that. But yeah, you're you're right. I mean, in the Tribune uh, in Salt Lake, there they they did correct the mistake. I don't know who pointed that out. Maybe it was SDSU. Maybe the SID. Maybe it was Justin Sell, the athletic director. Maybe it's a bunch of no, no. angry fans. Maybe they just realized, oh, that's wrong. We better put that out. I just. Yeah, uh, where's your editor? Where's your editor? Well, here's what the editor said. I uh, I went to bed early on a Sunday night because I had to get up early on a Monday morning. So I went to bed right before all this stuff broke. They tweeted this out like 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock. So I was, I was in the bed by that time. So I saw it 6 o'clock this morning, 7 o'clock this morning, and I posted. People had already posted. They deleted their original tweet that showed it, and people had retweeted it and said, holy crisis. This ain't right. And uh, I tweeted the, the editor, uh, sports editor, this morning, and he said, yeah, we've changed it. Sorry, sorry. And I just I, I tweeted him back. I'm not going to get a response. I said, how, how does this happen? How does this happen? How do you, whoever is in charge of putting the front page together at the Salt Lake Tribune goes, okay, South Dakota State, they're in the bracket here. They're playing Gonzaga. They're going to be here in a couple days. All right. That's where we're going to put the, the, the collage, the uh, – all eight teams that are playing at Salt Lake on Thursday, we're going to put their star player on our front page, a nice-looking thing. And you Google and you get the pictures and whatnot. And how do you end up with, with Matt Mooney of USD? I, I just don't understand. Like, you, you, you obviously had to go to their website, I suppose. I, I, there probably wasn't enough time to actually email the school and get a, get a quality picture. So you're getting a picture somewhere else and... You get one of a USD guy, and then you can't tell the difference there uh, between between the two. I don't know how that happened. Thankfully, they they uh, fixed it before it printed tens of thousands of copies, I'm sure. And then, of course, they put Mike Dom in. Of what is he wearing? A black jersey, of course, because we always wear the black jerseys in yes, the big games. So I don't know how it happens. Uh, Scott Van Pelt. It seems like anytime he mentions us, he always mentions. San Diego State, you know, says not San Diego State, SDSU, because he made the mistake last year. Mm-hmm. We kind of mentioned it every time he talks about them. I don't know. This is going to happen every year. I don't know what else. You know, maybe if they got to pull off the goddamn upset of the tournament, 16 over one, then maybe that'll be enough. Nope, I don't maybe think so. Never. It, it, it'll never that, be that, enough. That won't be enough. Yeah. I, if, they, if they reach the sweet 16, I think people will know. 
I just don't. I just. No other school. No other school has this issue. No, no one. You might get a. Like I said, you might get a logo switched up every once in a while. Maybe a school gets called the wrong name every so often, but not nearly to the extent in documented history that South Dakota State has. None. And again, it's not like San Diego State is some big power. They've had good years, but it's not like they're winning any national championships. And I think the, the San Diego State thing has kind of died down, I think. Mm-hmm. You don't really hear that much. But it's more, you know, they, they get it wrong. Um, our friend of the, the program, Boots Rogan Camp, posted something on... Uh, on his uh, Facebook page there a day or two ago, and they were talking about, you know, where where where's this school at? And they're Mount St. Mary's. Where's Mount St. Mary's at? I, who the hell knows? Where's Northern Kentucky? What town is that in? I don't even know. And they had South Dakota State on there. Um, like Dan Patrick said, Vermillion. Yeah. But, of course, is incorrect. I didn't really care a whole lot because I didn't expect him to know where the hell South Dakota State was. And I'm sure nobody even said through falls. I'm impressed somebody said Vermillion. Yeah. At least I oh. And uh, he was all worked up about that. I was not as much worked up. I really didn't care. Because I, I don't know where any of these 15, 16... Oh, Florida Golf Course. Where was that? Fort Myers? Fort Myers, yep. Yeah. You know, okay, that's lucky guess on my part. Uh, the other ones, not not quite sure. Not quite sure. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. no, And I, I don't... Yeah. It's more with, like, the Associated Press... Uh, during the regular oh, yeah, season, they said you know the the game was clearly played in Brookings. I can't remember who it was between. It might have been between the Jacks and the and the Dons of Fort Wayne. And they put, and they put yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just what 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 are you thinking? It's not hard. It is not. There's hard. only two schools. There's only two schools in the state, and they're 130 miles apart. I will be quarter, ones in the east central corner. I will be I will be the first to say that I have gotten names wrong on this podcast, on the Google chat, in my blog, plenty of times. I, I mean, more times than I could count. So I I am as guilty as anyone getting a name wrong. But I don't get consistently get the same name wrong. And I at least go in and correct and say, okay, whoops, my bad. That's a slip of the tongue. It's but it's not the same person each and every time. And you're not ESPN in 2009 with Free Wingo, and you're not uh, Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt last year. You're not uh, uh, CBS with Greg Gumbel. You're not. You're not these guys. That happens with everybody, and I don't understand why it happens. I don't either. I don't either. It's very frustrating. Very frustrating indeed. Didn't we have when we did the radio show? Didn't we have that uh, Chuck Roush, SDSU graduate? He's out in. DC, I think he works for like, USA Today or wherever he works out, and we had him on the show. Mm-hmm. There, that was what five, six years ago now. For God's sake, yeah, that, that, that was a long time ago. It. He wrote a column about it, and we had him talk about it. And I'm like Jesus Christ, why the hell did this happen? And here we are, five, six years later, and uh, the mistakes are getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, boy, this is a very salty way to start the show. We're going to have a good show here for you, folks. Good. Uh, I mean, we're we're breaking all down all the downhill from it. yeah, all, all downhill. We're breaking down the bracket here. We'll go region by region. We'll give you the times for the first round games. Uh, we'll start probably left to right and uh, or left and down. So we'll go east, west, midwest, and south. We'll give you the final four. We'll give you some some names you need to know. Everything like that. Uh, so 
buckle up here. We got a good good podcast lined up here for you. Sports Block Podcast March Madness Edition. This is the best uh, podcast show that we do all year. I don't think it. I mean, I don't think there's any debate about that. Uh, but just before we break down the bracket, your initial reaction to the bracket. Uh, do any teams have a gripe with? Uh, the teams that should got in that did not, uh, teams that were seeded incorrectly. Uh, and what was the biggest surprise to you? Uh, when our state didn't think they'd get in, I probably would have put them in ahead of who was it? Uh, uh, Wake Forest or Kansas State? USC. No, no, I both them in. USC. No. Providence? No. Well, then I'd have oh, Vanderbilt. Yeah, I'd have Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's in a nine seed. Yeah. Too many losses. Too many losses for me. Um, don't like that. Seeding wise, I uh, my first four had Marquette Northwestern uh, in, in one matchup. The other one had Michigan State and USC. Um, yeah, USC didn't beat anybody. They beat SMU and UCLA. Those are their two wins. Only two top fifty wins. Uh, Northwestern didn't beat anybody they're in so I'd want them in a play-in game uh, yeah, the bubble was not good this year but it was very easy to cut it off mm-hmm. um, it really isn't you know, and Illinois State is they're out That's, I mean, they, they lost they didn't lose any games from Christmas on to teams that weren't called Wichita State so they weren't in uh, Syracuse, like we were talking, you know, for, for weeks, Syracuse, they were, you know, in. People had them in. I'm like, you know, why are they in? Their RPI is 80, and they just they just are not in. Like Clemson was, you know, a month ago, not even a month ago. They were right in that mix. I'm like, how is Clemson? And they're not, they weren't They weren't even uh, relevant. They, they finished, I think, two, two games over 500. So, and Georgia Tech was in the mix, and they, they weren't even close to getting it. So, I don't know what some of those guys were thinking putting those teams in when they did. But, yeah, I have no problem with uh, the teams that got in. Uh, Wichita State got screwed. They should have been at least uh, – I don't know, a seventh seed. Um, I don't I, know why. I mean, 10, that's, that's not great. Well, when I saw that Wichita State was a 10 seed, I knew immediately – or I, I had a, a pretty good suspicion that Illinois State wasn't going to get in – because if you're going to look at a team that's 30 and four, uh, dominated the conference, a play, you know, tournament, everything like that, apart from one loss to Illinois State, it, it was they had a very poor RPI, uh, very poor non uh, non conference strength of schedule. I kind of figured that when when the committee when the committee said, okay, Wichita State, you're a 10, like, Illinois State, you're probably not going to get in. I don't, and that leads me to saying that if Illinois State had won the Missouri Valley Conference Championship, then that Wichita State would not be in, and that's probably a discussion that people would be far more upset about, given Wichita State's track record and their tournament history as of late, than uh, Syracuse. Yeah. On the women's side, I thought Western Illinois was a 13. When I saw that, I think ISDSU's not getting in. They're a 13. Um, yeah, Wichita State, if they were lost, that would have been a hell of a deal. They would have been left out. Other teams, Michigan State's a nine. They have a lot of losses. Yep, Vanderbilt a nine, as you mentioned. 
Looks like Rhode Island needed to be BCU there on Sunday. They were 11. So it looks like if they, they would not have been in if they didn't win that tournament. Seated far had, too low as far as I'm concerned. And a lot of people are picking them to win multiple games. Northwestern, Vanderbilt, 8-9. That's too high for both of them, I thought. Other than that, don't have uh, other than those three or four. That's, that's about it. I'd say that's... Uh, Middle Tennessee State, SMU. maybe a 12. I thought maybe they should be a, a 10 or no Oof. lower than an 11. Oof. Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee State, yeah, where well, they have four or five, five losses. I had them, four or five losses. I had them, uh, as an eight or a nine, I gave more credit to those mid-majors that had like four or five losses than normal. Uh, where was one more team? The American teams, SME, Cincinnati, had them as four seeds. I think they both had four or five losses again. In a mid-major type conference, I think the conference only got two teams in. Yep. Um, and they played each other in the uh, title game, and uh, we'll see how they do. But not a lot of respect for the American. No, but that's because I think for the most part, the American is pretty crap. Apart from SMU and Cincinnati this year, there wasn't a whole lot to it. Uh, biggest surprise then, I guess, of the bracket, and you could pick anything based on seeding. A lot of people were surprised that UNC was a one and Duke wasn't a one. Uh, but if you listen to the committee chairman after the bracket was revealed, he said that Duke came into the week as a four seed and improved the most out of any team getting to a two. So I, I don't see why people are up in arms necessarily with that. I mean, you look at how many losses they had. They had eight losses. Sure, you're playing your best basketball right now. Yeah, had they been one, I wouldn't have been, you know, like I up in arms about it. But the fact that they're a two seed doesn't uh, doesn't bother me one bit either. No, I thought they'd be a two seed. Or Jay Billis on Saturday night say. Uh, it should be argued it should be one scene at the time when I heard that I thought it was absolutely ridiculous then when I looked at the numbers I'm like well they're, they're right there they're not quite there but they are right there uh, with with anybody else um, top three seeds um, top three seed lines I was those let's see I had Florida instead of Florida State ends with three but other than that I was I think the top three seeds lines were all correct. Um, yeah, Carolina and Duke, I'd give it to Carolina because uh, they won the regular season. Uh, Duke did beat them two out of three times, but I thought Carolina was the more consistent and better team. And uh, Duke is kind of like the SDSU, the Summit League, where we were talking, are they even making the tournament in the Summit League? And they won the whole damn thing. And they were talking about Duke. Um, losing what three out of four, whatever they did at the end of the regular season, and I'm like, hell, are they going to be like a five seed mm-hmm. in this tournament? People's favorite to win the national championship at the beginning of the year, but uh, they end up with the two seed, and um, yeah, they've got a pretty easy road, I think, to the elite eight. Oh, very, very much so. However, I think that there's a potential game in the Sweet 16. That, uh, that that's going to be very intriguing if it happens there. So let's let's get right to it. We will uh, break it down. We'll give you the schedules, as I mentioned, of the opening games 
everything like that. Oh, we'll start first for uh, begins Tuesday night. By the time you listen to this podcast, it'll probably be over. But uh, 5.40, I believe, uh, Central Time on True TV. It is Mount St. Mary's against New Orleans in Dayton. Uh, I like New Orleans in this one just for the sake of discussion. And then at uh, 8.10 Central Time, it is Providence against USC. Uh, give me Providence all the way. Uh, I'll, I'll concur with both picks. Excellent. Uh, I, I mean, I thought USC probably didn't deserve to make it. The fact that they did make it was like, okay, I, I wouldn't have had him in, but I don't have a huge argument with that. And then on Wednesday, again, like, same. I, like, I, 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 I can't remember a year where, like, like, no team really has an argument that, oh, we got left out. Like, this is, usually there's one or two, but this year there's, there's none. Right. Is, I think it shows just how terrible. Uh, the bottom five teams are. Exactly. And then on Wednesday, again, same times. These are games that are all played in Dayton. NC Central against UC Davis. is That's at 540. And then 8-10, Kansas State against Wake Forest. Give me NC Central and Wake Forest to win those games. I'll agree with those two. Yes. All right. We're off to a great start. Great start here. Yeah. So, uh... We'll go in the east, then go west, midwest, and south. So Villanova is the one seed. They're the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament this year. I have no problem with that. They were the best team throughout the regular season. Had two you know, little minor bumps against Butler. The Butler swept them. Uh, they had a close call with Virginia, but for the most part, and then they had one loss on the road to Marquette. Other than that, uh, this team was pretty much flawless. However, the one concerning thing that I have regarding Villanova is their lack of of depth on the bench. They returned the majority of the of their players from their championship team last year, but for Villanova, if they do get into foul trouble, I do worry about that bench. Yeah, kind of the same thing as Duke, but really Villanova. Yeah, they, they went through the season pretty much unscathed there. Kansas had ups and downs. Duke, Carolina, Louisville, Gonzaga lost once. Arizona had injuries early. Every team went through ups and downs except Villanova. And, uh, and Gonzaga, too. Were, and Gonzaga. Yeah, and and and, 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 and Um I am intrigued, though, by Villanova-Wisconsin second-round game. Uh, if Wisconsin can get going again, things like they... They did not very bad, but um, not very good. No. But uh, they did get to the final. Got, got pants by Michigan. But uh, Wisconsin, Villanova, second round, if that were to happen, or even if your your hopes get in there, uh, really, with all these ga- games, once you get out of the second round, anything can happen. Yes. Uh, but we're both in agreement that regardless, uh, I mean, no 16 seed has ever beaten a one seed. Uh, so Villanova is is going to advance against either Mount St. Mary's or New Orleans. So that's no problem there. You alluded to the 8-9 matchup, Wisconsin against Virginia Tech. Uh, there's a there's a lot of reasons why Virginia Tech can win this game. I, I do like uh, Zach Lede. I like uh, the, Seth Allen. He's a very good uh, three-point shooter. But overall, I... I don't. I just don't know that this team can beat a squad like 
Wisconsin in large part because Wisconsin's been there. They've done that. And Virginia Tech hasn't. But they do have a coach in uh, Buzz Williams who was who used to coach at Marquette, so he knows Wisconsin fairly well. So this is, a, I think, a very intriguing 8-9 matchup, a virtual toss-up. I am going right now with Wisconsin, but I am one that will pick multiple brackets, so I'm sure I will throw Virginia Tech a bone in at least one. Wisconsin's a 5.5-point favorite, which for an 8-9 I think is fairly a large spread. I think Wisconsin wins this one. And they were the best team in the Big Ten for the majority of the season. Either them or Purdue were the two best teams all season long in the Big Ten. And uh, for them to get an eight seed, yeah, their, their resume's not all that good. But I think they're a the most dangerous of the eight seeds. That's very fair. I mean, yeah. There are two Big Ten uh, schools that are eight seeds, and there are there's one ACC school and one SEC school. I would I would probably agree Wisconsin would be the dangerous of them. Uh, if you if we look at the twelve five matchups, uh, if you want to rank them in terms of likeliest to happen, I believe that the most likely twelve to upset a five is in the East region with our UNC Wilmington Seahawks taking on the defensive-minded fifth seed Virginia Cavaliers. Virginia has not played well down the stretch. And a contrast in styles. I'll be curious and anxious to see how UNC can attack that defense and likewise how Virginia's offense can do against a, I would guess, subpar UNC Wilmington offense that gives me a little or defense that gives me a little pause a little cause for concern but I will take the 12 over the 5 here give me UNC Wilmington to take down Virginia I don't like Virginia this has been established many times uh, I like I like uh, Wilmington this is a team that we've talked about uh, early on in the season maybe being a team they finally actually got to the tournament so um yeah, I, I don't like Virginia. They can't score. And they weren't in the area where you need to score some buckets. Your defense has to be good. They got to score some points. And if you can score 70 on them, you got a good chance to win. I think Wilmington can do that. So, Virginia, uh, get asked. You're out early. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and UNC Wilmington, if that name sounds familiar to people, it's because they played Duke in the first game last year in the tournament. And they it was a very close game. One that uh, Duke ultimately prevailed in, but certainly I think Wilmington is. They only lost by seven, so they they really established themselves. I think in that game, uh, and so I, I will take Wilmington with the upset here. A lot of people seem to be going on the East Tennessee State bandwagon here to upset Florida. That's the four thirteen matchup. East Tennessee State scores about 80 points a game. They do have some length. Florida's, with, I guess, without one of their uh, better players. They they were a team that I thought maybe could be a sneaky Final Four pick, but they faded down the stretch, losing to Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament. Right now, I'm leaning Florida, but I am very tempted to go with Eastern Tennessee State here. I'm not tempted to go with the upset uh, Florida. I... I... Obviously, they could lose, but I, I think Florida wins this. Uh, they lost to Vanderbilt back-to-back games to end the season. Before that, though, they had won 10 of 11. So, I, as long as they don't got to play Vanderbilt, they're pretty goddamn good. They are, what, 20, uh, 24-5 this season when they don't play Vanderbilt. With the losses against Gonzaga, Duke, Florida State, 
uh, and Kentucky. So that's pretty goddamn good. Yep. Uh, Florida, they also score 78 points a game. Like Florida to win multiple games in this tournament. The one thing with Florida, too, is that we've seen them be able to score a lot of points. And but then they followed up with some clunkers. They they barely beat Mississippi State. They didn't even score sixty in that game. Uh, so, but this is a team. It's hard to win at the hump. It's hard to win at the hump. <laughs> I mean, they just, really. they can score 80, 90, even over a hundred points, like they did against Auburn earlier this season. So, uh, but Florida is without one of their better players uh, here. So, uh, I, I will lean towards Florida, but I can be talked into Eastern Tennessee State. Uh, then the six eleven matchup. Uh, we both have Providence taking down USC. They will take on SMU. I think SMU is seated way too uh, low in this tournament. I thought they should be higher. They have some outstanding talent there. Uh, Tim Jankovic, their head coach, is very good. Uh, he took over for Larry Brown. So I Your favorite coach. Your favorite coach. Yes, favorite coach of all time, Larry Brown. Uh, yeah, I, I have nothing but good things to say about Larry Brown. I'm going to take SMU though, and I'm I will take them probably to win multiple games. Baylor sucks. We hate Baylor and Virginia of the South for different reasons. Uh, similar to Nova and Duke, SMU is not very deep, but uh, their five starters are pretty good. Uh, they got a guy named Semi Ojale. Semi Ojale scores 19 points and averages seven rebounds on the game. On the contest, uh, SMU, I think they roll past our Providence squad. Or USC, a notable, notable uh, little thing here stacking. Uh, SMU lost to USC by five. Well, that, that's not good, but that this is a different SMU team now, I think. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Okay. It's the same year. Well, that may okay. So that may be fair. Uh, who is I looking at? Shake Milton, I believe, is a guy who can knock down some threes for SMU. He he was uh, he had a big game against uh, UConn earlier in the regular season. That's when I first kind of got on that bandwagon. So Shake Milton may be doing some shaking and baking in the NCAA yeah. tournament this year. So uh, give me SMU in this one. Baylor, New Mexico State, the three fourteen matchup. We both don't like Baylor. We thought Baylor was overrated and wouldn't be able to keep up their fast start to the season. They were projected to be a one seed for much of the year, even as high as a two seed. They are a three seed now. I will take Baylor to beat New Mexico State, but uh, I I don't I don't see them having a a very they aren't advancing very far in the tournament. I would say similar to how you feel about East Tennessee. I maybe feel this way about New Mexico State. Uh, I would not be surprised if this is your this is your big upset, fourteen over three. Uh, New Mexico State they're in it every year, five times the last six years. Uh, they've been in it. Uh, they haven't won any of those times. They've come close uh, once or twice, but um, they, they're they're fifth in the nation in block percentage and they're top twenty in offensive rebound percentage. So uh, New Mexico. State. Wait, hey, huh? it's New Mexico State. No, the Lobos. We're talking the Lobos oh, okay. here, goddammit. Uh, New Mexico State, a 14 seed, has beaten the three seed in four straight tournaments, stacking. Four straight tournaments this has happened. It might be a fifth. I'm not. I'm picking Baylor. 
I'm not going to be surprised if Baylor shifts to bet again. Well, you know, let's let's see what was the 14 over the three last year. Oh yeah, Stephen F. Austin over West Virginia. Your uh, your F. Austin squad. Yes. Should have won. Should have won two games. Yes, they should have. They should have beaten Notre Dame. Uh, that was a that was an outstanding game, outstanding run for them. I also foresee a potential 14-3 upset in the. Uh, in the tournament, but I will wait uh, on that one. I will take Baylor to beat New Mexico State. Uh, so we have South Carolina against Marquette, a 7-10 matchup. This matchup screams ugh to me. I don't even want any part of it. I, I'm leaning towards Marquette right now just because South Carolina really faded down the stretch. Uh, I mean, South Carolina has looked good at times, but as mentioned, Marquette's probably playing better right now, but even Marquette's not playing all that great. Uh, I want no part of this game, but uh, if uh, you put a gun to my head, I'll take Marquette. I'll take Marquette as well. It's in Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina lost 6 of 9 to end the year, which is great. Uh, Marquette, if they play Duke in the second round, I'm interested in that game. Uh, Marquette can shoot the three like Sons of Guns. They're the best three-point shooting team in the country, percentage-wise. They're great shooting free throws. They're top ten in free throws. Uh, they're not very good defensively, so that's not great. So, uh, but they, Marquette can put up some points. So, uh, a Duke-Marquette game could be some uh, lots of points. Uh, I like Marquette. I'm not surprised that South Carolina is in the Greenville uh, region. By the way, I should mention uh, Villanova and uh, the Wisconsin game. Those are in Buffalo. Uh, New York, Virginia, UNC Wilmington, Florida, East Tennessee is in Orlando, SMU, Providence, USC, uh, in Baylor, New Mexico State's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then South Carolina Marquette is in Greenville, South Carolina, along with Duke and Troy. But uh, South Carolina, as a seven seed, do you think they get a little more of a, of a competitive advantage playing so close to home than most seven seeds deserve? Sure doesn't hurt, but yeah, like you said, they're they've been not good these last uh, the last month. And though they were they won twenty five games last year, didn't even make the tournament. They went twenty two and ten this year and did make it. Um, I think Marquette's offense is is too much. I'm not giving any respect to the SEC this year. Well, you are because you have Florida winning a couple. Well, they're a force. They're a force. <laughs> I'm, I'm not taking Kentucky to win more than one game. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, that's a, a major upset coming up here. Uh, then finally, Duke and Troy. Troy, winners of the Sun Belt. They were the uh, sixth seed, I believe, in the Sun Belt. So I don't know how they get a 15 seed and SDSU gets a 16 seed. But uh, I guess Troy's 22 and 14, so that makes up for it. Uh, but Duke rolls in this game. Uh, Duke playing their best basketball of the season right now, and that makes them a very dangerous team. Always interested in seeing how teams like Duke and Michigan and teams that make runs in these conference tournaments, playing four games in four days or whatever the hell they do, how they uh, they come off that high uh, and how they perform. So very interested to see how Duke is performing, and they're going to be a popular pick to uh, to win the national championship. But um, I think Jason Tatum has played his way into being a top five pick in the draft coming up in June. That's what I think. Absolutely. He's playing his best basketball right now, and he was kind of – I mean, he was mentioned in that freshman class and that, that group at Duke, but a lot of people were looking more at, like, Harry Giles. Of course, you had Grayson Allen, Luke Kennard in there. 
But yeah, Jason Tatum, uh, certainly a name to think about. I think we have we picked we have all the same teams winning round one, so that's pretty amazing. So uh, let's go to the second round. Villanova yep. against Wisconsin. Give me Villanova all day. Uh, what say you? Again, I Villanova. Like I'm going a long way, but um, outside of this uh, first round, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, they, they've, they've been known to make a run or two, so uh, if they can slow the game down. Um, you know, uh, Villanova is not exactly an offensive juggernaut here, but um, Wisconsin. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sleep on Wisconsin here. We uh, I'll take. I'll, I'll take uh, Nova. We last year had. Yeah, I mean. Villanova was getting the Georgetown treatment. We we don't give any respect to them, and then they, to their credit, they they shocked us all. They won the national championship. Uh, they were a team that I thought at the beginning of the season was going to be a Final Four team. They were returning the majority of their starters. I mean, Josh Hart mainly the main guy, but uh, Bronson there, he's very good as well uh but yeah this this could be that that game where you can see wisconsin trip up villanova but i will take nova ultimately to win this game the uh the the i guess the 12-4 matchup we have is unc wilmington against florida and give me the seahawks to go to the sweet 16 i like florida to win this game uh hedging my bets just in case uh, virginia were to win Yep. Uh, give me give me, uh, give me Florida. Give me Florida to uh, to win the game here. And I'm more hedging my bet with UNC Wilmington because I think East Tennessee State could take down Florida. So oh, uh, interesting matchup there. Uh, SMU against Baylor, the Battle of Texas here in the second round. Uh, I love SMU a lot. I don't like Baylor. I will take SMU to go to the Sweet 16. As will I, Baylor. Yeah, Baylor, Baylor, Baylor. They, they lost six, uh, six of their last ele- or six of uh, their last eleven. So they really, really uh, fell off, fell off the deal there. Um, Jonathan Motley, big tall guy, um, got a finger problem. Dislocated his finger against Kansas State this weekend. So I have to keep an eye on that. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll take SMU. Game is played in Oklahoma. Both teams are in Texas, so. Maybe the team has a real advantage. Duke against Marquette in the second round. As mentioned, this would be a lot of points. Marquette loves to shoot the three. Duke, as mentioned, we they don't have a, uh, a deep bench, but uh, so if they do get in foul trouble, that's always going to be interesting whatever game, and maybe this could be the game where Marquette can take advantage of that. Uh, but ultimately, I think Duke just playing too well right now, too strong, they take down Marquette. Yeah, I'm intrigued by it. Similarly to the uh, to the one eight matchup, I'm intrigued by this one because both teams can score points. If the market can get the three to go down, they've got a chance here. Uh, won't be surprised. Market uh, pulls the upset here, but uh, I'll go with Duke. They got the better players. I have Villanova against UNC Wilmington in the Sweet 16. If that's the case, uh, Villanova just ultimately too strong. They will take down the Seahawks at that stage to reach the Elite Eight. You have Villanova, Florida. What uh, what are you thinking here? Got Villanova going to the Elite Eight again. And then uh, SMU against Duke. I think that SMU could be that team that can take down Duke. Uh, you mentioned. Uh, 
that uh, Osemele earlier, he is a Duke transfer. So that's that's an intriguing storyline here if these two teams meet. I like SMU a lot, but I Duke tough to go against them. I I will take the Dukies. Well, I don't I don't like SMU as much as you do to beat Duke. Uh, what concerns me about SMU is obviously the the strength of schedule. Uh, they lost to USC as we talked about. They, they got their asses kicked by Michigan by 22 points earlier in the year. Um, so. They only had a couple games outside of conferences against good teams and lost them. So, I like Duke. I'm more concerned about Marquette for Duke than I am at them. Very fair. Villanova against Duke. Uh, I am glad I'm going to be filling out multiple brackets because I I will pick both teams in, in separate ones here. Uh I mean, Duke's playing so well right now. They got that mojo back. I think that you know they were my pick to win it all at the beginning of the season. But I I like Villanova. There's just something about them that I think a more veteran squad. Not saying that freshmen can't win it. We've seen that happen at Kentucky. But uh, I I'm leaning towards Villanova to take down Duke. I'll take Villanova as well. Uh, point guard's very good. Brunson kind of runs that ship. Uh, hopefully we get this game. There's a lot of good one versus twos. We can get them in the Elite Eight, and this would be uh, this, uh, would be among them. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we get this matched up. Villanova-Duke. Uh, either, either team win should be a great Final Four. I'll take uh, Villanova. We differ on only, what, two games, I believe? So that's that's pretty remarkable. Here uh, in I will, the East. I will say you, you like SMU more than I do. I like Marquette uh, more than you do. I like Florida more than you do. Yes. Well, I, I probably like Wisconsin more than you do, you do as well. Yes, but the, the Wisconsin, if it's Wisconsin-Villanova, that does concern me a little bit here. Uh, I don't think we've ever spent as much six, uh, time on a 16 seed versus a 1 seed as we will do here now with, in the West region, Gonzaga, a team that only lost once all year. That was in their home se- home regular season finale to BYU. Uh, there's, there's talk they might not even get a 1, which I thought was rather ridiculous. Considering they had a non-conference schedule that featured wins over Arizona, who was without Trier, so but but you know take that for what it's worth. But they had wins over Florida and Iowa State. This is a very good Gonzaga squad. Maybe not as star-studded as other teams, but certainly perhaps Mark Few, his deepest team that he's had since he's been the coach there. And they're taking on the SDSU Jackrabbits. Uh, if you were to rank the one seeds in terms of ones that I wanted to play most or that I think would give SDSU a chance, I think Gonzaga would be that team that SDSU has the best chance against, followed by Kansas, then Villanova, and, of course, UNC. Uh, so this is a very intriguing matchup to me. I believe... Uh, SDSU can keep it close a little bit early, but uh, Nigel Williams-Goss for Gonzaga is very good. Who's the big uh, lumberjack guy? Is it Karnuski? Karnuski's a big master from uh, Europe, I believe. He's that's going to be tough, and that's why I think Ian Tyson, you're, you're going to see a lot of him in this game trying to uh, guard Karnuski because I think they want to preserve Dom and uh, let him just shoot from... You know, doesn't want to pick up any fouls on the big guy. Uh, Tyson is somewhat expendable. Plus, Tyson can also go outside and shoot a three. So that's going to be a very intriguing matchup as to, as to see how Gonzaga is going to defend that. Uh, ultimately, though, 
I mean, we would love to see a 16 beat a one here in this situation. Uh, the Gonzaga Bulldogs against the USD. Uh, I mean, the South Dakota Jackrabbits, oh, right? My <laughs> uh, but ultimately, it's not going to happen. I see Gonzaga winning by about 20 to 25 here. Uh, that does seem low, but with the way Mike Dom's playing, the way this SDSU team has collectively played throughout the Summit League tournament and, you know, just to end the regular season, the big key for them is don't get in a hole early because you aren't going to come back from a 22-6 deficit, a 16-7 deficit against Gonzaga like you can USD and Omaha. Getting down early to Maryland by uh, 20 points, whatever it was. Yep. Came back. Uh, I was talking about the SCCU defense, and uh, Gonzaga scores 85 points a game, so you have to buck up there defensively. Um, you're going to have to score, I would, I would assume you're going to have to score 80 points to beat Gonzaga. They're playing, uh, she's playing uh, very good right now. Uh, Gonzaga really hasn't been touched or tested for a long time. Um, again, like we said in the uh, Summer League tournament, Mike Dom was the best player by far in that conference. And I think he said on Sunday, Mike Dom was by far the best player on a 16 seed we've seen in a long, long time. <clears throat> yeah. A long, long time. So if he can have, you know, a 45 and 20 type of game and 10 <laughs> three pointers like he's done, that's what it's going to take to keep this one close. As you said, the, the Karnuski matchup against the two big guys, that's going to be interesting. Because if, uh, the a 6'10 center that shoots threes and he shoots them very well. So, uh, if that, that, that presents a matchup problem for, for a team like Gonzaga, uh, STC is going to be 15 or 16. I wanted to play Gonzaga or Louisville. These are the two teams I wanted them to play. So I'm very much pleased with, with the draw they got. Uh, early game, they've never really played one of the early games before. So uh, probably going to be out of the tournament pretty quick. Yeah, which, which sucks. I, I wish they were one of the last games so you could kind of just simmer in that uh, that tournament experience for a while. And, and listen, no SDSU fan in their right mind should believe that SDSU can win this game. Or, or, or will win this game. Can they? I mean, cra- no 16 has ever beaten one. We've already mentioned that. Uh, miracles can happen, but I think for SDSU fans, let's just embrace and just enjoy the fact that SDSU, given where they were at at the start of conference play, what, 1-5, 1-6, to be from there and perhaps not even getting in the Summit League tournament, to playing as well as they did down the stretch and winning the Summit League tournament. Just enjoy the fact that we get to watch them in uh, the NCAA tournament again. That's all I can say. That you just you can't go into this game expecting anything other than Gonzaga to eventually blow them out. Hopefully they have a decent showing. I'd love to see Reed telling Houston knock down a couple of threes early. I think that's key for him. If, if he can knock down threes, SDSU can keep this one, I think, a lot closer than people think. Uh, but Dom's going to have to carry it on his back. Uh, I just hope SDSU plays well. Uh, of course, we would love to see a 16-1 upset, but you, you can't go into this game expecting SDSU to possibly win this game. Yeah, to get off to a good start. Did you get off to a good start versus Omaha or UST? And they made the comebacks. You can't get down by 10, 20 points again to Gonzaga, or else they're going to bury you. So keep it within 10 or 12 at halftime. And I'll be interested in the second half. But... Uh, Mike Dom, a lot of press. Uh, he can make himself a star. 
if he uh, does well against Gonzaga. He can. Would he be the guy in this whole region that that should be mentioned as the as a player to watch? I would say the Gonzaga guys, Kornuski and Nigel Williams Goss, are guys that I think. Uh, make a name for themselves but, but, but haven't they made a name for themselves already don't we don't know a so. lot about them like is there I don't, I don't think people do okay the, fair enough like, you know because Vegas on late they're, they're not on TV all that often really if they are it's on at it's 9 o'clock at night 9.30 um, Florida State's got a lot of length or they, they compared Florida State if they were in the NBA I think they'd be the second tallest team only Milwaukee is taller than Florida State. So Florida State's got some amazing length. Um, Bacon, Dwayne Bacon, he can make a name for himself. Florida State can win a, uh, a few games. Um, as far as uh, other guys in this region that are good players that uh, can, can be bon- a higher profile. Bonzi Coleman, for those who don't haven't followed Notre Dame a lot this year, he's pretty good. Uh, arguably the ACC player of the year. But uh, yeah, and so... Gonzaga against South Dakota State. It's in Salt Lake City. Gonzaga's going to win this one. And SDSU season will come to an end. Perhaps the smartest matchup that we are going to see in the first round pits Northwestern against Vanderbilt. And maybe the second smartest matchup is also in this region. But you got Northwestern against Vanderbilt here. I, I mean, Northwestern to me isn't all that impressive. Vandy is hit and miss. They played Kentucky really well. But then you saw him shoot bricks against Arkansas in the SEC tournament. So who the hell knows with this game? Uh, I guess I'm leaning Vanderbilt, but I haven't really thought a lot about this yet. I I, I don't know. It's a a complete toss-up, as most 8-9 matchups are. I'm picking Northwestern. Vanderbilt shoots a lot of threes. They make a lot of threes. They shoot 38%, which is pretty good. Uh, Northwestern, I'll, I'll take them slow it down a little bit all right uh the that second smartest matchup that i was mentioning how about the 5-12 matchup notre dame against princeton princeton winners of the inaugural ivy league tournament that was kind of fun to watch here notre dame lost in the acc championship game to duke if there is a 5-12 upset that i think is least likely to happen it is this one i will take notre dame over princeton Princeton, fortunate, fortunate to say the least, to make this tournament. Yes. Um, they almost lost they the town. Since, they haven't lost in three months. December 20th was the last time they lost. That's pretty good. Um, but uh, Second the longest Irish, win streak in the nation, I believe, at 19 games. There's one other team that's got a longer win streak that we'll get to. Is there? Oh, God damn. Um, Princeton, I... I uh, yeah, I like I like Notre Dame to go pretty far in this tournament. So I'll take uh, I'll take Notre Dame. Seems like they always try to find themselves in the ACC tournament, despite being a four or five seed. So I like the Irish. Irish seem to uh, seem to exceed expectations more than disappoint. The four thirteen matchup. Uh, these games, by the way, Notre Dame, Princeton, and West Virginia Bucknell. That's the four thirteen matchup. These will oh. be played in Buffalo, New York. Uh, take me home, country road, to the place where I belong. I'll take West Virginia to take down Bucknell. I will as well. But uh, this is uh, the Big Twelve. Uh, similar, I guess, to the SEC. The Big Twelve has good teams, but I'm not. I'm not really uh, sold on West Virginia winning more than this game. 
and uh, the Bison. I think the Bison uh, could pull off a little, uh, pull up, pull off a little upset here. They could, and that would be back-to-back years that West Virginia would lose to a much higher seed. Because remember, they lost to Stephen F. Austin last year. Six yeah. eleven, man. Yeah. At least you know what the third two we talked about the fourteen seeds four straight years, which is amazing. Thirteen seeds have beaten a four seed twenty three of the past thirty two years since we've gone to this uh, 68 team format. Uh, Hawaii beat Cal last year, so more times than not, a thirteen seed wins a game in the tournament. Yes. Two thirds of the time this happens. So uh, this this watch, watch out for this one and watch out for another one, another one potentially later on in the tournament. Very good. I think I, I would hope I would guess which one you're going with. Oh, I think you might. I hope so. Six uh, eleven matchup. This is in Orlando, Florida. Got a Maryland against Xavier. This one, I, uh, an 11's beaten a six seed, uh, uh, like five or six consecutive years now, at, at least. Uh, this one though is another matchup I want to stay as far away from as possible. Xavier doesn't do a whole lot for me, but neither does Maryland. I'm leaning Maryland here but because they have Mellow Trimble, but I don't really like this game at all. You don't like it as far as what? In terms of it being a, a team or that you're very confident in, I'm not confident in either of these two teams, so I'll take the higher seed by default. Uh, but like I say, I don't, I don't like either of these teams. Take Maryland begrudgingly. Xavier disappointed me this year with doing the damn thing. Uh, they're a very tall team. They're very good rebounding. So Xavier's got a big advantage size-wise. Last six years, stacking. Last seven seven years. Last seven years since 2010. The uh, the, the the 11 seed is, is 15 and 13 in the first round. 15 and 13. That's you would have been good. better off picking every 11 seed the last seven years. You would have won more games than you lost. That's outstanding. That's outstanding stuff right there from you, Mr. Krenz. Uh But uh, I, I foresee an 11 winning in this tournament, but we'll get to that here a little later on. The four, the, the, the 3-14 matchup that I can see where the 14 seed takes down the three is this next matchup between Florida State and Florida Gulf Coast. Dunk City is back, baby. Uh, How dare I love Florida Gulf Coast. I was on. We were on Florida State for a while. I kind of tapered off here down the stretch. You mentioned the length that Florida State has. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast is going to make this very, very interesting. I am... I think I will take Florida State right now, but I am very tempted to go the 14 over the 3 here. Similar to the 4-5 matchup in the Midwest in that little mini-tournament, um, compared to this 3-6, and six, these two matchups here in this side of the bracket, I can see any of these four teams getting out of this little four-team yes. bracket we have here. So it's, uh, I'll take Florida State as well. I got Florida State winning a few games. Um, got a two-seed in the, in the ACC. It's very good for them. First time they've been in the tournament in many a year, and they have multiple uh, first-round picks. Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Isaac, he'll be a uh, he'll be a lottery pick. Xavier Mateen uh, 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 Rays or something like that as well. Have him as well, and Dwayne Bacon mentioned him. Uh, leading scorer on the season. But uh, Dunk City, they've got a transfer from Central Florida. His name's Brandon Goodwin. He averages 18 points a game. Um, 
Leads the team in assists as well, I believe. Yes, he is. The Heat leads. Uh, yeah, in assists, as you said. Um, they're the same team that they were a couple of years ago when they were, were they, when they were 15 and they reached what, the Sweet 16 and the 15. Yep, yep where that, the, the, the Sherwood, Brown, and everything like that. So, um, yeah, 14 versus I'll take Florida State, but it should, be, it should be one of the better games to watch. I will be taking Florida Golf Coast in at least one bracket, but uh, right now we'll take Florida State. Uh, St. Mary's against did VCU? You did you vote as many times as the brackets you filled out, or what, what are you doing? I believe it's uh, that would have been illegal. Uh, voter fraud, I believe that's that's what it is. Voter uh, fraud, running right. Hulkamania. St. Mary's, the 7 against VCU, the 10. I initially went to VCU with this one, but uh, I've been thinking about it a little bit more. I'm leaning more towards St. Mary's. When they don't play the likes of... Gonzaga, St. Mary's is a pretty good squad. I think I will take St. Mary's to take down VCU. I would like VCU. They disappointed me in recent years. I'll take VCU to win this one. Um, very good defense. That uh, full court press, they, they pull out every once in a while, so if they get a bunch of turnovers defensively, that's good for them. Uh, they don't shoot the three very well. So uh, they don't. They don't. They, they can go through scoring droughts. They don't shoot the ball but, well. Uh, period. Yeah, it's not great. But the defense is uh, ramping up there. Uh, this, this should be a good game. Uh, St. Mary's kind of got screwed with the seventh seed, considering yep. what three what three of their four losses were against Gonzaga. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on, come on. They lost one game all year, and they were seventh seed. Um, I'll take VC, which should, should be a, a terrific game. Absolutely. And then the 215 matchup. Congratulations, North Dakota. You make your tournament debut, and you get to take on Arizona, who's playing some of the best basketball in the country. Uh, I like Arizona a lot. I don't think they will have any trouble with the formerly Fighting Sioux, now known as the Fighting Hawks. Probably not. Uh, North Dakota, Weber State on Saturday night was a great game. Yes. Uh, North Dakota averages 88 games. They can put up the points. No, 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 Arizona's probably going to win here, but uh, if North Dakota can, uh, North Dakota can do some stuff, um, it's uh, maybe, maybe uh, you, you like uh, North. Dakota. I like North Dakota probably more than you do. I'm just saying, uh, maybe they can keep within uh, within ten points. Those games, uh, St. Mary's VCU and Arizona North Dakota, taking place. In Salt Lake City. So, uh, second round, Gonzaga against, I have, I think right now, Vanderbilt. You have Northwestern. Gonzaga will have no issue with either of those teams, correct? I wouldn't. Uh, I, w- I would say so. Yeah, they should. Gonzaga's probably got the easiest uh, half of any one seed here. You know, I mean, they should, they, should be, yeah, they should beat either team. Then you have uh, Notre Dame against West Virginia. Press Virginia, great defense. They've been able to score a lot more, but I think Notre Dame can handle the pressure, and I believe Notre Dame uh, wins this 5-4 matchup. West Virginia is terrible at free throws. I like uh, I like Notre Dame to win this year. Then uh, we have Maryland against Florida State. I will hedge my bets and say Florida State wins because I think if Florida Gulf Coast were to pull off the upset that they would still find a way to win the next game. Uh, I like Florida State to take down Maryland. I like Florida State to beat their ACC counterpart in Maryland. Oh, wait, they're in different conferences. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like Florida State. 
And then uh, I have St. Mary's versus Arizona. You have VCU against Arizona. I don't see any problems for Arizona. Do you? Yes. Um, I like Arizona to win, but um, North Dakota, VCU, Florida State, good little, uh, good little test there for Arizona. Good little test. Gonzaga against Notre Dame in the Sweet 16. I will take Gonzaga to, to knock out the Fighting Irish. Um, if this game were to happen, I think this would be an outstanding game with lots of points. Um, I got Gonzaga winning here, but uh, Notre Dame could. I think Notre Dame is very capable of, of winning this game. I can. I can definitely see that uh, in the bottom half of that bracket. Arizona against Florida State, the two-three matchup. I like Arizona to get, advance in this one. As do I. As I think Arizona's got. Uh, Arizona, if, if they get that uh, Elite Eight, maybe they'll blow these teams out. But I'm, I'm interested to see how, how Arizona gets through through these three teams here. Yeah, the Trier is great. They have another uh, fantastic freshman. And Arizona won the... Uh, oh, got uh, the big guy down low. Yeah. Larkinen. Larkinen. Mari Larkinen. He's, yes. uh, he's very good. He's very good. Yep. So that's going to be a very, uh, very good game. So... Uh, but I will. I'll take Arizona in that one, and then Arizona against Gonzaga. I until Gon, Gonzaga to me now is like the Villanova. I'm already picking Gonzaga to reach the Final Four next year because of the because of the All Americans that they're bringing in the the, the McDonald's All Americans. Uh, so I'm I'm taking them to the Final Four next year to break that curse. But until you until you do it, it's kind of like with Villanova. I just don't know if I can pick. Gonzaga to reach the final four I will take Arizona in part because also Arizona's looking at the final four being played in Glendale at the University of Phoenix Stadium which is a what a a little drive away from Tucson I I think Arizona takes down Gonzaga when are we going to get some Hardy's All-Americans I don't know Uh, Hardy's has their own issues Culver's Oh yes! How about um, how about Subway Fresh Take? How about the Subway, Subway. Fresh Americans? Subway Fresh Take Hotline One Eight Hundred Flowers Geico Email Address Presented by uh, No One. Presented by uh, Insurance Company, whatever the hell. I'm, I'm looking at ESPN here, and they've got a tournament challenge special bracket 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 breakdown, whatever the fuck. Um, it says in the description here. This is the start of a 24-hour marathon of bracket analysis. Quit it. Quit it, would you? Well, would you rather have a 24-hour bracket analysis or a 24-hour fantasy football talk? Neither. I'd rather have a bracket. There's no need for either one. They're doing three hours tonight on a Monday night. That's fine. And I'm sure I don't know this. This cannot possibly be live. This, this just cannot possibly be live throughout the evening hours at, at three in the morning. Uh, three hours is plenty. We're going to talk here for at least two hours, picking all, all 67 of these games. It, it's, it's unnecessary. It's, 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 it's unnecessary. It's too much. It's too much. Getting back to the game at hand here, Arizona and Gonzaga. Uh, they played early in the year. Gonzaga won by seven. Uh, I watched this game, and they got off to one hell of a start. They were up by 15 or 20 points like that. Arizona came back, made it interesting at the end, and Vegas still won. Uh, last year, we had the one versus two seed three times. The two seed won every single time. Uh, I like Gonzaga to go to the Final Four. Uh, I've been on them early. 
this is their year to finally get there. You have you have been on Gonzaga, and I I find that very commendable. Like I say, I'm totally on them next year. But you do have to remember that game that they had with Arizona. Trier wasn't in, and I think uh, he's certainly an impact player. So I like Arizona out of the West. So it puts a Villanova, Arizona final four on that side of the bracket let's travel to the midwest yeah i'll say i'll say this so one one uh intriguing matchups uh, potentially down the line that won't happen uh florida state notre dame could meet in the elite eight they just played on friday nights i'm looking at the other deal we just did how about Uh, north dakota south dakota state in the elite eight that'd be great that'd be fantastic uh, Villanova, Virginia, Sweet 16. These two teams have played the last two years. They've both been... Uh, the game this year was close, and I think Virginia beat the shit out of Villanova last year. So, Villanova... Uh, only team I want to see Virginia play is Villanova. That's the only game I'd give a shit about when it comes to them. So those are those are two games that are maybe not going to happen, but uh, I'm intrigued if they were. On the Midwest side here, oh, the top. One, 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 more, one more interruption. Yes. What, what about a what about a Wilmington Duke elitist? That Wilmington would be. Duke yes, elitist. yes. I'm all on board with that. Let's go. Let's go, Seahawks. Uh, How about an all North Carolina elite? Wake Forest gets in there. Carolina, all the teams, all the teams. Yeah, in the South, you would have North Carolina, Wake Forest, um, North Carolina Central. And oh, there's no one. South Carolina. Uh, Winthrop is in South Carolina, yeah, and they're in the South. All the Carolinas, all the Carolinas. All the get them, get them all. Uh, so that would mean South Carolina, South Carolina or Duke. Okay, yeah, this could be this could be very interesting. An all Carolina final. Uh, <laughs> doubt that. Uh, let's go to the top right. We'll talk Midwest here now. This uh, the, the region is in Kansas City, Missouri. The east is in Madison Square Garden in New York. The west is in San Jose, California. The south is in Memphis, Tennessee. But the Midwest at the Sprint Center, uh, which is where the Big 12 championship was at. So Kansas would have a distinct home crowd advantage there for the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 should they get there. I see them having no issues with either North Carolina Central or UC Davis. Uh, we both have NC Central in there. Uh, Kansas trumps or uh, routes them davis and irvine played maybe the worst game of the year a heavy contender for worst game of the year uh on saturday night i would like you to do a blog of the worst games of the year because georgia georgia tech would be on there uh yep. perhaps vermont and uh and albany. albany in the in the american east championship did you perhaps see any of the games between like gonzaga and san diego or saint mary's in san diego because those should be up there too because gonzaga because uh, san diego couldn't put up any points i saw a game between portland and saint mary's where portland had i think they had like 14 points with about 12 minutes to go well there you go there that... up with about three um that was bad that was not great is what that was there you go. Um, there, there's no, there's no regional regional mat, regional sites in domes this year. That's shame. That's shame. Yeah, that is. That's that, shame. That is that is a shame. Uh, they are all three played on basket or three of the four are played on basketball like basketball arenas. 
I guess maybe two if you want to count the, the Rangers in at Madison Square Garden. Uh, the HP Pavilion in San Jose is home to the San Jose Sharks of the National Hockey League. Uh, eight, eight nine matchup Miami out of the AAC Miami Florida, not to be confused with Miami of Ohio. Um, Thank you. Uh, against the nine seed Michigan State Spartans. Sparty's had a bad year. They've had a tough year this year. Uh, injuries uh, been the major reason why. But give me Miles Bridges and Tom Izzo to sprinkle some Spartan magic and win at least one game. They're going to take down Larinaga squad. I think so. Miami is soon becoming Virginia's junior. They don't <laughs> score many points at all. It's not good to watch. Michigan State, very, uh, very inexperienced, very inconsistent. Uh, you want a stat? You like my stats back? I got another stat. I love stats. You get you lay them on me. 1985, first year of this current format, 60-14 tournament and such. These nine seeds have played 128 times. They've split all 128 games. That's phenomenal. 64 and 64. Get it done. Get it done. Excellent. That is tremendous. Well done by you. Uh, the five, th- Those games, by the way, are taking place in Tulsa, Oklahoma. In Milwaukee... We have another potential 12-5 upset brewing here. Uh, I don't like picking this game at all. This, The Midwest, shall we say, is full of teams that disappoint routinely in the NCAA tournament, uh, which is why it's very difficult to look at this region and not think that Kansas is going to advance to the Final Four because the road is very, very easy. But these teams just routinely disappoint. And uh, Iowa State is certainly among them. They are playing a Nevada squad. Who I watched this game against Colorado State in the Mountain West Championship on, on Saturday night. They're very good. They can. They, they have a, a couple potential NBA draft prospects on their team. They can rebound well. They shoot pretty well for the most part. They get. They have some size down low. But Iowa State's a phenomenal shooting team. Uh, they, I mean, they they won the Big 12 championship. Now, you might say it's a little easier when you don't have to face Kansas or Baylor. But the fact of the matter is, Iowa State won the Big 12 championship game, uh, won the Big 12 tournament. I like Iowa State barely, but this one, I this game I don't like at all uh, in terms of because I think Nevada certainly can play with them. The whole, the whole region is screwed up here. Uh, both teams score 80 points a game. Both teams shoot threes. It's going to be a great high-scoring game. Uh, very much looking forward to it. I'll uh, be Iowa State. This is basically a toss-up. Uh, Monte Morris is very good for Iowa State. They both like to get up and down the floor, floor and shoot. They really they really do. You mentioned the 12-5. There's going to be at least one 12-5. There's only been four tournaments ever. Uh, 1988, 2000. 2007 and 2015, where there's been no 12-5 upset. It's only four times in about 32 years. There's never been one. So there's going to be, odds would say there's going to be one, probably even two this year. The other game in this region, uh, that I, a team that I don't like because they disappoint, see last year's loss uh, to Arkansas Little Rock, that would be the Purdue Boilermakers. Arguably, they have the be- one of the best big man in college basketball in Caleb Swanigan. Or Swanigan. They're going against my Vermont Catamounts. UVM barely beat Albany in the, a- in the American East Championship. 
But there is just something about this Vermont Catamount team. I mentioned before that uh, you know we had said Princeton had a 19-game win streak, but there's a team out there who has a longer win streak. That would be Vermont. They've won 21 in a row. So there is something to be said for that. They went through the entire American East uh, Conference play undefeated that's that's no small feat even though the american east isn't great there are some decent teams in there uh they have a couple of great players vermont does trey bell haynes and freshman anthony lamb this this lamb fella i'm telling you he's a a stud he's going to help vermont win at least one more american east championship here if he stays throughout all four years uh peyton henson a forward he's very good as well for vermont Purdue has routinely disappointed in this tournament, but they are the more talented squad. I will take Vermont, like I say, in at least one bracket. It might be this one. I, It's picking them and Florida Gulf Coast are the two that I'm like, oh, do I do it or do I not? I'm leaning Purdue right now, but I, I really want to take Vermont here. I'll take Purdue, but again, this is a toss-up. I have no confidence in Purdue because they always... They always disappoint. Yeah, Caleb Swanigan is a great big man who uh, shoots one one or two three-pointers, which is very uh, very surprising given his size. But he's a double-double machine. And uh, Purdue, um, they're probably the best team in the Big Ten this year. And they got the best seed in the tournament. So uh, I'll, I'll pick them to win, but as you know, we're not very confident in that. And the Caleb Swanigan story, too, is tremendous. If you haven't followed it, he was homeless, uh, moved to Fort Wayne, got some help. He's, he's lost He's lost a lot of weight, so a great story there. Uh, but yeah, per- 500 pounds. Used to be 500 pounds. Well, I, I don't think quite that heavy, but... Okay. Well, uh, that's, that's what Trump, Trump told me. He used to be 500 pounds. Hey, no. Uh, let, let, let's keep politics out of it. For this, I mean, this is the madness. Well, of course, that causes madness too. Anyway, but yeah, I think I think you're looking at three teams here that we've mentioned already: Kansas, Iowa State, and Purdue. Teams that have routinely disappointed in the NCAA tournament. So that's going to be. I I, I just don't really know what that. Uh, then the, those games are in Milwaukee. The these next couple of games are in Sacramento, California. The six seed Creighton Blue Jays. They lost one of their star their starting points guard earlier in the season had a little bit of a rough stretch there they're playing better uh they will take on my i have a lot of teams in this in this tournament crins i do but i've been on rhode island for a long time ec matthews is back from that torn acl uh they have who's that asan martin a big guy who can get a lot of block shots beast down low in the paint the rhode island is a very strong defensive squad and i see rhode island taking down Creighton in this 11-6 matchup. I do as well. Creighton are 7-8 and eight since uh, their point guard, Maurice Watson, went down. Uh, as you mentioned, the defense. Uh, Rhode Island's defense is very good, and uh, we both like Rhode Island to uh, to win, some, win more than one game in this tournament. Yep, the 314 matchup, Oregon against Iona. Oregon lost Chris Boucher, their leading blocker. Also a, uh, a decent three-point shooter. He's the he's their best big man, and they're without him now. Now I, I, this is not a death blow. This is not a death sentence to Oregon because they still have Dylan Brooks, arguably one of the top five players in the country. He, he is one of the top five players in the country. You do have Dorsey in there as well. These two guys 
thought about they 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 put their name into the NBA draft and then t- took it out, which is a great great for Oregon. I looked at Oregon as a Final Four team at the beginning of the season. This injury to Boucher though is is crippling. It is in incredibly damaging to Oregon and their hopes of making it to the final four they'll win this game and then after that all bets are off yeah, you like Nevada I, I Nevada we're talking I, I like Oregon do you like Nevada in general I, I I do have a I do like Nevada to a degree yes I want to beat Nevada this year they play twice actually why? I don't know. They did. And Iona beat Nevada this year. Iona, very always very exciting. And a struggle down the stretch there. Very uh, fortunate to win that conference tournament. Sienna took them to overtime. Always liked Sienna. Always liked the Mac. And, uh, but you yeah, hate Oregon Monmouth. Why do you hate Monmouth? I don't hate Monmouth. They're just, that's not a too big league. That, that just isn't, uh, isn't the deal right there. Um, yeah, Oregon better watch their ass here because they can, they can lose at any time. Um, I like Oregon to win, but uh, I'll be rooting for the Gales. You know, a lot of teams are playing some of their best basketball this season right now. Rhode Island fits the bill. Duke fits the bill. This next team, I think, also is in that discussion. Michigan, uh, given their all no, all the issues no. that all the issues that happened last week with the the plane going down in the you know going off the runway. Due to the high winds, they didn't get to D.C. for the Big Ten tournament until three hours before tip-off against Illinois, and they had to play in their practice jerseys. All Michigan does is win the whole damn thing, win the Big Ten tournament. They're the seventh seed. They're playing really well right now. Uh, Mo Wagner is a is a big man who can shoot. Uh, what Derek Walton Jr. He's very good. I like Michigan to take down Oklahoma State in this game in Indianapolis. As do I. First side of the bracket, we didn't have many upsets, did we? Or at least I didn't. The second side of the bracket, I'm going to have some upsets here. Uh, Oklahoma State with uh, your coach from uh, F. Austin last yep. year. Yep, uh, Brad Underwood. Done a great job getting Oklahoma State back uh, back in the mix because yep. with Travis Ford uh, did not do well last yep. year. Yeah, and I th- uh, I thought they were at least a year away. I did not expect the I did not expect Oklahoma State to be in the tournament this year. Uh, Oklahoma State beat shit out of uh, Wichita State earlier in the year. I think it was a close game, um, pretty much the entire game. But then uh, Oklahoma State pulled away there at the end. Uh, Oklahoma State they can put up a lot of points. Very uh, very exciting to see them play. Uh, but Michigan. Surviving the plane crash of death, ran the gamuts, beat the beat Minnesota, beat Wisconsin, uh, beat Illinois, beat Purdue, uh, beat Purdue. So they beat they beat the two best teams. They beat the three best teams in the Big Ten Conference this year. Very good. Um, Michigan played at UCLA early in the season. It was one of the best halves of basketball. I think both teams were right around fifty points in a half. It was absolutely tremendous. If they're in the Final Four, that that's going to be a great game, Michigan and UCLA. Um, I like I like Michigan to win this, and I like, I like Michigan to win many, many games in this tournament. That's that'd be good, and I honestly, that's a smart move on your part. The two fifteen matchup, Louisville against Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State, their first ever uh, tournament appearance. They're not from Florida though; they're from Alabama. So oh. just don't, don't get that one wrong. They lost to North Dakota State. By the way, in the uh, in the FCS championship game a couple years ago, 
So I think their appearance in this tournament will only help NDSU football recruiting. I don't know how it can't. I really don't. I mean, it's, it's uh, seven, seven national titles in a row. I think it'll be. They're going to start a new run. Well, okay. So they're at the, they, their reign of five ended last year. Anyway. They're going to start another reign of seven as those are going to be 12 titles in 13 years. Yowza. Anyway, Louisville's going to beat uh, Jacksonville State. So we go back to the second round then. Kansas against hey Michigan. Now, hey now, how dare you? How dare you? Shit. Hold the Gamecocks like that. <laughs> both, um, both. Their head coach? Yeah. What? what? Jacksonville, gonna we're going to come back to this podcast in a week. You're getting, we're going to see if Jacksonville State with the upset here. Uh, their head coach is Ray Harper. Ray Harper is their head coach. He was the coach at Western Kentucky in 2013. They were 16 seed. They gave Kansas the one seed uh, scare in the pants. So beware of Louisville. Uh, I don't have Louisville winning many games here. Um, I covered a game once at uh, Jacksonville State. Their football stadium is very nice. I'll take your word for it. Uh, like I say, I don't, I don't trust Louisville a whole lot either. Uh, they play good defense, but they go through long droughts where they struggle to uh, put the ball through the hoop, and you need to do that in order to win games. Uh, they are not a great free throw shooting team. Snyder is their point guard, though, so if he stays healthy, that will help them. Top of the, you know, we go back now to the top of the bracket in the uh, second round: Kansas against Michigan State. Does Michigan State have any magic? Perhaps, but I will take Kansas to advance to the Sweet 16. I will as well. Begrudgingly, I've uh, been on here week after week saying how much I hate Kansas, but they're just, is it money? Any, anybody here, I feel confident in saying yes. Iowa State's going to be there. Purdue's going to be there. I just, I just can't say that. I agree completely. Uh, Four-five matchup: Purdue against Iowa State. Again, this is not a matchup that I I see as very likely to happen. But uh, I, I'll take Purdue in large part just because they have the big guy uh, Swan again. I think it'd be a pretty good game if it does happen. Uh, I like Iowa State. Iowa State and Kansas would be my one game in this uh, region that I would like to see because Iowa State's already beaten Kansas at Kansas and. Uh, other game in Iowa State was very close. Yes. So I hope Kansas and Iowa State play one more time. That would be great. Uh, Iowa State does bring a lot of fans down to Kansas City, so that that would be a packed house and a hot ticket for sure if those two teams meet. We have Rhode Island against Oregon here. I, I I'm leaning towards Rhode Island, and I hate to do it because Oregon. I just because you lose Boucher doesn't mean that they can't go on a run here. Uh, I believe that the winner of this game will advance to the Elite Eight. I like Rhode Island's defense to shut down Oregon. Uh, Oregon, uh, offensively, they got to show me some here. Um, they, get, they get back in the rhythm because uh, they made it a game against Arizona. They, the first half wasn't all that great. But uh, a lot of people are on Rhode Island, which I'm cautious about, but I, I will be one of those guys. Taking 11 seed to the Sweet 16. They're playing their best basketball right now. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, and then you have Louis Michigan Jeff. against Louisville. They have Michigan against Louisville. <sighs> I'm tempted with Michigan just with how well they're playing. I'm going with. Uh, what the hell? I'll go Michigan. As will I. I like Michigan to win this game. Michigan versus Rhode Island should be interesting. 
I like Michigan to pull off the upset here. So, uh, just I hate this Midwest bracket. It just I, there's so yeah. much that can go wrong, and of course that's what you can say about any tournament. Upsets can happen anywhere, but this Midwest region is so unpredictable because you have so many teams that have underperformed in these tur- in the NCAA tournament here over the years. Uh, Kansas yep. against I have Kansas against Purdue. You have Kansas against Iowa State. I'll take Kansas, but I don't say this with any confidence at all whatsoever. I got Kansas. Let me see him play Iowa State again. And then uh, Rhode Island against Michigan. Uh, we both have it. We both have it. Ro- Rhode Island. Give me Michigan. That's I feel fair. more confident. Because I think Oregon could beat Rhode Island, so I feel more confident Michigan uh, will be there than Rhode Island. So I'll take, I'll take Michigan to reach the Elite Eight. Very fair. Very fair. I, I Honestly, I believe that the winner of Oregon and Rhode Island will advance to the Elite Eight. That's that's my prediction here. Uh, I'm, I'm predicting the winner of that goes to the Sweet 16. Well, that's very – that's a strong – that's a very good, astute analysis there uh, by you. Uh, then Kansas against – shit, Rhode Island. You have Kansas against Michigan. I'll take Kansas to the Final Four. I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. What don't you like about it? Well, I mean, Kansas, we, we know, we've established that Frank Mason is the third, is the best player in college basketball. Who's the guy that I always forget his name? Uh, Jackson? Josh Jackson? Josh Jackson. Thank you. I keep wanting to say Jesse or Justin. But I know that's not. Josh Jackson, phenomenal talent when he stays out of trouble. Uh, but other than that, Kansas has no one that really scares me or makes me have any confidence in them. Uh, can Frank Mason lead him? Sure he can. I, I just don't have a whole lot of faith that he's, he's going to. By default, though, because of how this region's going to play out, I'm going with Kansas. Well, with Kansas as well, because there's too much uncertainty, as you've said. Uh, Rhode Island beat Kansas, as I'm sure you remember, in the second round of the 1988 or 1998 tournament. I do. I remember that. I was there. I was there. Yeah, you, yeah, you were fucking there, and yeah, you were there in Oklahoma City. Uh, Rhode Island played Valpo eight versus thirteen in a Sweet 16 matchup. That's Ranks. tremendous. That's tremendous. Uh, if, if I were to rank the teams that I think are most likely to come out of this region, I'll see. I'll, I'd like to see if you agree with this. Number one, Kansas. What? Okay. Number, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Number two, Iowa State. I don't even know what the hell my number two is. I got Louisville, I die. Right. I mean, I've got Michigan in the damn thing here, and you've got an 11th seed, so that tells you how much confidence. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm just saying that these are the most likely teams I could see getting out of there. Uh, I, I, I would I'd say, say maybe I'd, I'd maybe put Oregon number two. I know Oregon's uh, lost Boucher. It's not good. It's not like he's a goddamn world beater here, but, um, and I just lost him. But, uh, I put Oregon over if it's Oregon Louisville. I mean, who, who do you like there? Or, or Oregon, Oregon hands down, w- without question. I'm going to take, like I say, the winner of that Oregon Rhode Island game. They're advancing to the Elite Eight. Uh, I have, and I'm not even thinking twice about it. Um, and I would, so I would put. Uh, are we okay? Are we okay there? I'm making a smoothie. A smoothie. Okay, that's very good. Uh, is Smoothie King is, is, is Smoothie King's not sponsoring this? Are they? 
Uh, yes, they are. Them and the juice stop. There we go. Uh, so I would put Kansas, Iowa State, uh, Oregon, Michigan, and Rhode Island as my five favorites to get out of this region. That I mean, that's how much – that's how little faith. And I'm not, I didn't even mention Purdue. Purdue would probably be six. I, I have no confidence. What conf- did you think I was doing? I, I just have no confidence in this in this region at all. But those were the, those are the teams. If I were to rank the confidence points, that's how I would go. Yeah, it's, I don't remember a region like this since got all the teams that always lose early. You know, what did you think I was doing with that noise? I had no idea. I had no idea if you were cracking. What did it sound like? I, I, I couldn't tell. You were like crackling paper or something. Maybe someone broke into your apartment. I don't know what what, what you were doing. Grinding up fruits. Well, that's that's great. I, I'm I'm glad you're okay. Enjoy that smoothie. Smoothies are delicious. So I have Kansas getting out of the. I think we both have Kansas out of the Midwest. I don't like it. I I just don't like it. Get get rid of this region. Uh, Let's go to the the old damn thing. Let's go. Let's go to the south, and uh, these uh, the, these first two games will be in Greenville, South Carolina. You got North Carolina against Texas Southern. Uh, you know, I think that North Carolina wins. They win by a lot. They're the best. They're the. I would say they have the best overall squad in this tournament in terms of depth and star talent. Their ceiling is the roof. <laughs> Michael Jordan, yeah. How about how about Arkansas against Seton Hall? I kind of like the Pirates in this one. That's the eight nine matchup. But uh, I mean, Arkansas they can they they've certainly done some stuff with Mike Anderson as head coach. Uh, I mean, this is another toss up as our most eight nine matchups. But uh, I, I think I'm you know maybe as I'm talking here, I'm, I'm I guess I'm leaning towards Arkansas now. I don't know. Who do you like? There's a lot of good games in this tournament. This is not one of them. I'll take Seton Hall. They're, uh, they're playing pretty good. They've won 8 of 11. So they're, okay. they're playing their best ball. Yeah, Golden State. You swayed me. You, you swayed me. I'll go Seton Hall. Okay. Uh, 12-5 or 5-12. Uh, I, I told you the most likely one I think is UNC Wilmington over Virginia. The second one I see is Middle Tennessee State over Minnesota. This game will be played in Milwaukee. I say this for a couple of different reasons. One, Middle Tennessee State won against Michigan State last year in the tournament. So we know what they're capable of. They return a lot of the, the same guys from that team. Uh, was it Upshaw is one of their uh, star players. So that's that's something to look at. They lost only four games all year. Very talented team. Minnesota just lost Akeem Springs, who's one of their better three-point shooters. I They, they love to go down in the paint. Uh, but uh, I like Middle Tennessee State to pull off this win. This is a very unfair draw for the Golden Gophers. I think this is the most likely 12-5 point spread-wise. This is a pick-up. Minnesota was a one-point favorite Sunday. It's been bet down to a pick-em and a 12-5. I saw Middle Tennessee State last year play at the Pentagon, where SDSU beat them. Uh, Middle Tennessee State, they have a really good player uh, who has the best name in college basketball. His name is Giddy Potts. There you go. That's very give good. Me, give me middle. I like it. Uh, we'll we'll take middle Tennessee State. Both of us will there. The four thirteen matchup. You I you you love Butler, but you said you're taking the thirteen over a four. This is I'm the last. Sure, no, it's, 
this, this is the last 13-4 matchup here, and I don't think you've taken one yet, unless you took Bucknell, and I just didn't hear it. No, you took West Virginia. Uh, you're not taking Winthrop over Butler, are you? No, I'm not taking any 13. I'd say Vermont versus Purdue. I'm intrigued. I think Bucknell versus West Virginia. I'm intrigued. You like you like uh, East Tennessee State. I really don't. And uh, I like Butler. I think Butler's the best four seed. And if they weren't playing UNC, if they were playing Kansas, Butler was going to be my team. I was taking past Kansas. Very good. But I like Butler. I like did you? How, how close did you make it to Murfreesboro when you were down in Nashville? Um, Murfreesboro. It's about a half hour south. I, I believe, you know, if that's close to the Jack Daniels Distillery, then I believe uh, we were close. We, we, part, we were near the exit. Terrific. Terrific. I'll take, uh, I take Butler. They're just uh, good in everything. Yep. If I can sway you, uh, Butler, they won at least one game in uh, the last five tournaments. So they, they win games. I, I'm. I mean, I'm. I, I'm sold on Butler winning. Uh, note on Winthrop though, not Winthrop, Minnesota. I just want to make sure people know that uh, the town of 1300 in central Minnesota, on the way up uh, along I or along Highway 19, leading to the Twin Cities. Uh, it's not that that not that town, but Winthrop here in South Carolina, for SDSU fans, Anders Broman is on the team. That's right. You discovered this. Nobody else knew about this. You found this out through some investigative reporting. Yep. Uh, uh, Broman, the Broman brothers. Yes. Out uh, in the middle of nowhere. So uh, that that's intriguing. There. Uh, they also have a, a another good player. I think is. Um, I don't remember his name, so I'm not going to attempt it. But they they, they have um, some Keon Johnson or Keon, something like that. Keon Johnson, you nailed it. Boom. A little, uh, little point guard, little point guard guy. He's very good. He scores a lot. Uh, so Winthrop going to give Butler all they can handle, but I believe Butler will ultimately prevail. The uh, 6-11 matchup, Cincinnati against either Kansas State or Wake Forest. We both like Wake Forest. This game will be in Sacramento. I like Cincinnati to take down whoever comes out. Cincinnati has great defense, and they can score 75 points a game, which is different for them. Uh, they did not get any respect. But I like Cincinnati. How about the 314 matchup UCLA against Kent State? UCLA scores a lot of points. We talked about them a lot here. Uh, you got UCLA going quite ways, and uh, they can uh, they can shoot the ball. They're gonna they're gonna be very good. I agree, Lonzo Ball. Though the one thing that I that scares me with UCLA is what if their shots don't fall. And you can say this about any team, but UCLA is so. They depend so much on their ability to make shots because their defense is lacks incredibly. Uh, they are not like Wisconsin, who are like, oh, we missed five shots in a row, we'll be okay because our defense is so strong. UCLA is not like that. They do get into some uh, foul trouble every once in a while. Lonzo Ball got into some foul trouble in the Pac-12 tournament that somewhat impacted UCLA. That's the one thing I, I can say that... I am a little fearful of with UCLA, but otherwise, uh, there's no reason why they won't make a deep tournament run. One through four, one through five, UCLA is very good. They got TJ Leaf, senior center is very good. Everybody knows about Lonzo Ball, Alford's kid, we know about him. Uh, they've got Holiday, point guard off the bench. He's probably going to be point guard next year. Uh, it was, I think it was the starting point guard last year when Ball just came in and he's too good. So they've got uh, many players that are good. Uh, UCLA wins this game because Kent State can't score with 
No, they cannot. Uh, let's see here. Where is it? Okay. History lesson time. Three years ago, Wichita State undefeated. They were the one seed. They had the most difficult eight seed. The eight seed was playing the best basketball at that time and probably, quite frankly, didn't deserve to be ranked eighth. Should have been higher. That would have been the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah. Well, history might repeat itself here, but just in reverse because we have Wichita State a 10 seed against Dayton a 7 seed. We've both kind of liked Dayton over the years, but Dayton is not very good this year. Uh, it's, it's not good as 24 and 7 can be, but uh, Wichita State... Show me something. Wichita State, I'm taking them to take down Dayton. 15 games in a row, Wichita State has won. They've, all, they've won all of them by 15 points or more. They're not screwing around. Uh, Dayton's lost two in a row. They were out early against Davidson. Big upset in 10 They also lost to George Washington. George Washington not sniffing the tournament. So uh, we like a Wichita State here. They can shoot the three very well. Uh, Greg Marshall... I believe he said after the tournament that he's surprised that uh, they even uh, the, the committee even remembered that they actually made the tournament because they were so goddamn disappointed that um, <clears throat> that they were given a ten seat. Uh, George Washington just wanted to let everyone know he, he's been dead for many years. The university still stands. George Washington himself, though, yeah. is dead, so uh, he has not come back. As from... is James Madison, as is uh, uh, Oral Roberts. Oral yes, Roberts. And, and, Brig and Brigham Young. Brigham Young, dead. If there's a university named after you, you probably don't even know about it. Nope, not at all. Uh, the two fifteen matchup, Kentucky against in-state school, Northern Kentucky. They're not a rival yet. Uh, Northern Kentucky making their tournament debut. Uh, they were the winners of the Horizon League. Kentucky will win this game, but Northern Kentucky might give them a little bit of a little more competitive game than you might think. Kentucky is disappointed. They played closer than they should. Uh, Northern Kentucky surprise winner in the Horizon League. What is this, their second year that they've been eligible? Yes. They were in the Atlantic Sun and then switched conferences to the Horizon. So, uh, yeah, Malik Monk is a freshman, averages 20 points a game. De'Aaron Aaron Fox. Yet, uh, uh, Bam bio down low. He's a big bastard. Um, Kentucky's a very good team. OPC, Kentucky, uh, UCLA. But uh, that's not what I have in my bracket. Oh, ho, ho. we have uh, the, the spoils here. We'll, we'll go back to the second round. Then North Carolina against Seton Hall. North Carolina gets by that game pretty easily. Uh, Middle Tennessee against Butler. I'm leaning towards Middle Tennessee to go to the Sweet 16. I got Butler because I like Butler a lot. Yes. I like Butler a whole wild lot. It's be a great game, but I got I got Butler here. Cincinnati against UCLA. I don't think this will be any contest. I like UCLA. Oh, was it UCLA? No. Cincinnati. This is interesting. This is going to be interesting because Cincinnati's defense obviously is very good. This is going to be a contrast of styles. This, if this happens, this will be something I'd like to watch. I like UCLA, but uh, I think that would be great. I don't know if they've played a defensive team as good as Cincinnati all year, so I would very much like to see that. And then this one, you alluded to it several times here. This is in Indianapolis, Wichita State against Kentucky. I like Kentucky more than you do. You like Wichita State more than I do. Uh, we are in reverse on this. I like Kentucky. You like Wichita State, don't you? 
Okay, fine. Wichita State, two were win this game. Kentucky hasn't shown a shit for a long time. Basically, since they beat Carolina at the end of the year, uh, I like Wichita State. And then North Carolina, in the Sweet 16, I have North Carolina against Middle Tennessee State. Give me North Carolina for the win. Uh, do you like North Carolina over Butler? Yes. All right. That'll be a great game. Great game. UCLA against Kentucky is what I have in the Sweet 16. That would be tremendous. I would almost lean towards UCLA. These Did these two teams meet this season? I believe they did. They did. They met in Lexington. Game wasn't close. UCLA ran them out of the gym. Uh, I mean, Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox are playing really well right now together for Kentucky. They're starting to play some better defense. But, uh, yeah, UCLA. I, I would take UCLA over Kentucky, I think, in this one. It was 97-92 UCLA led in the second half. Kentucky led at the half. Or it was, it was a close game at the half. But the UCLA... Uh, they were up most of the second half. Uh, I'm picking Wichita State to beat Kentucky because I believe UCLA would beat either of these two teams. So I like UCLA to beat Wichita State. And then North Carolina against UCLA in the Elite Eight. I like North Carolina. What say you? This should be an unbelievable game if these two teams play uh, the way they can play. 80 points at least for each team. I like North Carolina. It would be a great game if North Carolina played Kentucky because they played earlier this season. It was a phenomenal game. Kentucky won 105-100, to I believe. But, uh, I mean, if those two teams played again, uh, that would be tremendous as well. It would. It would. Final four. Uh, I have Villanova in the east, Arizona in the west. Those two teams play. You have uh, Villanova against Gonzaga. I like – oh, boy. I You know what? I'll, I'll just go with Villanova for now. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say Villanova for now. I'll go with Villanova. They've, uh, they've impressed me the last year. They've, they've done well. And Kansas against North Carolina. North Carolina, don't shit the bed like you do against Duke. Uh, I'd like North Carolina to take down Kansas. I do as well. I'm reminded of the – I don't think Kansas gets there, but I'll take Carolina – I'm reminded of the uh, Final Four. They played, I don't know, was it eight years ago or so, and Kansas was ahead, like 40 to 10, in like the opening half. It was not great. Um, hopefully, the game's better than that, uh, like uh, North Kakalaki to, uh, to win. And oh, sure enough, what, what do we have here, Krenz? We have a rematch of last year's national championship game. Funny how that worked out. Uh, just like uh, yeah, in college football, that. Clemson, Alabama. Uh, this year, NBA, NBA got reversed. Uh, yeah, because you had the rematch: Golden State, Cleveland. Golden State won first year. Cleveland won this last year. This year, Villanova and North Carolina. I say North Carolina cuts down the nets. I think so. Rematch, uh, third straight the sport here with the rematch, and the team that lost the first time will win the second time. I have a 75-72 North Carolina. Joel Berry, your MVP. I have 81-77 North Carolina over Villanova. Uh, I, th- these are sure to be wrong, but this is what the NCAA tournament's all about. Uh, realistically, you could see Villanova in, Duke in, 
uh, from the east uh, in the west, Gonzaga and Arizona. I really don't see any other options there. I'll give Notre Dame. I'll give Notre Dame a little something there. Okay. Uh, the Midwest, uh, reluctantly, you have to put someone in there, but I can see four or five teams being able to go on a run to the Final Four there. And in the South, I see realistically three teams, North Carolina, Kentucky, and UCLA. So you're looking at about ten teams with realistic or at least shots at a Final Four. What is that sound about accurate? I'll add Butler, and I love Butler. Yes, you do. And Butler's made it to the Final Four a time or two. So there you have it. Uh, our picks, you, you can join the, the Nathan Stack and Bracket Challenge. Uh, t- talk to me for details. It's great stuff. Great stuff as always. Uh, quickly, we'll go through the schedule here. The uh, the games. Uh, so we've, we've mentioned that SDSU is one of the first four games that are being played on Thursday. So they will have an early exit uh, that game will be on TBS. But here's the, the the full slate for you starting on Thursday. The first game. What's the first? What's the first game? The first game is Notre Dame and Princeton. That uh, will be at 11.15 a.m. Central Time, 12.15 in the East, 10.15 in Mountain. Uh, that's on CBS. 11.40 on True TV. That will just give you all Central Time here Virginia and Wilmington so you have two 12-5 matchups going right away one another that's great oh my heavens at uh, 12.30 p.m. Central Time it's Butler against Winthrop that'll be on TNT at 1 o'clock Central Time on TBS South Dakota State and Gonzaga tip off at 1.45 Bucknell and West Virginia that's 13-4 matchup Another 13-4 matchup at 210 on True TV, East Tennessee State at Florida or against Florida. 3:30 on TBS, Vanderbilt against Northwestern, the 9-8. 11-6 matchup, Xavier Maryland, that's 5:50 p.m. Central Time on TNT. 6:10 is Villanova against the 16 seed. 6:20 on TBS is TCU or not TCU, VCU against St. Mary's. 6:27 on True TV, Vermont against Purdue. Uh, 8.20 on TNT, Florida Gulf Coast against Florida State. That's probably the game I'm most intrigued by there. But uh, you have a multitude of great games here. 8.40 on CBS, Virginia Tech against Wisconsin. 8.50 on TBS, North Dakota and Arizona. And 8.57 on True TV, Nevada against Iowa State. Uh, you can find all the, the schedule online, CBS, ESPN. They have it all. Uh, then on Friday, 11.15 a.m. Central Time on CBS, Oklahoma State and Michigan tip things off. 11.40 on True TV, it's Baylor against New Mexico State. Uh, 12.30 p.m. on TNT, Seton Hall against Arkansas. Uh, at 1 p.m. on TBS, it's Iona against Oregon, 14-3 matchup there. 1.45 p.m. Central Time, Jacksonville State against Louisville on CBS. Then you'll have the uh, 11 winners against SMU. So who is that? Providence from Rhode Island against SMU, 2.10 p.m. Central Time on True TV. Uh, 3 3 o'clock on TNT, it's Texas Southern against North Carolina. Then uh, 3.30 p.m. Central Time on TBS, 11.6 matchup, Rhode Island against Creighton. 5.50 p.m. Central Time on TNT, it's Kansas against either North Carolina Central or who is it, UC Davis? Whatever. Uh, Kansas will win. 6-10 on CBS. Wichita State against Dayton. 10-7 matchup there. 
620 on TBS. Troy against Duke, 15-2. Uh, then Cincinnati will take on Kansas State or Wake Forest, 6:27 p.m. Central Time on True TV. 8:20 on TNT, Michigan State, Miami, 9-8 matchup on 8 at 8:40 p.m. Central Time on CBS. It's Kentucky against Northern Kentucky, 8:50 p.m. Central Time. It's Marquette against South Carolina, 10-7 matchup there in the final game of the night. 8.57 p.m. on True TV. Kent State against UCLA. That's a whole lot of data, a whole lot of information. As, as mentioned, you can get all these, uh, the times, schedules, everything on ESPN.com, CBS. But, Grins, uh, the tournament's here. It's going to be great. What was the sixth game on Friday? The sixth game on Friday would be, if, uh, if my math is correct, uh, it's the 11-6 winner or the the winner of Providence USC against SMU on True TV. Terrific. Terrific, indeed. Uh, any final thoughts on the tournament? It's going to be a good tournament. We've got plenty of uh, upset potential here. Uh, Wilmington and Virginia, that second game on day one. That's going to be that's going to be the game to watch there. That'll be fun. Uh, SUC Gonzaga, see if they can keep it close. Uh, a lot of uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued by the 13s and maybe a couple of the 14s to pull up an upset or two and the 11 seeded Rhode Island Rams that's going to be very yes. good very good uh, before we leave before we say so long of course you can find this podcast online uh, follow me at Andy Stacken on Twitter uh, otherwise on Facebook Nathan Stacken we will have this posted before the games begin so you can make your bracket predictions uh, or listen to us so we can help you with filling out your bracket that's what we try and do with this podcast here uh, thoughts on the SDSU women not making it to the NCAA tournament. One of the first few teams out. Uh, they probably should have been in. This women's uh, selection committee doesn't seem like they know what the hell they're doing. Uh, and I say that because of the strength of schedule and RPIs and records that some of these teams that got in uh, have a, on SDSU. And SDSU appears to be better than them. Uh, but they're in the WNIT. Uh, what are your thoughts? A blog together last week looking at their possibility of getting in because nobody was talking about SDSU getting in the tournament and I had mentioned this weeks ago that just look at their numbers and the other bubble team numbers they're right there if not better than all the bubble teams and nobody in the Sioux Falls South Dakota area the TV the newspapers were saying anything about it uh, what the likelihood was and it ends up being up that they're the third team out, third team left out. So this was, they get an F. The media in the state gets an F for not even covering this at all. So that's disappointing for them that they're lazy asses that can't do their homework to, because I put together the blog, it took, I don't know, under an hour. And uh, and North, North Northern Iowa was in this tournament as an 11 seed. Um, they have one more win than South Dakota State. South Dakota State's RPI is 38. Northern Iowa is 52. Strength of schedule for SDSU is 83. Northern Iowa is 120. So they're 14 spots better in, in, in the uh, RPI. 37 spots in strength of schedule. Northern Iowa has one more win. These teams played earlier in the year at Northern Iowa. SDSU won convincingly 61-50. to 
I have no idea how you compare these two teams and you say that uh, SDSU had a worst year, SDSU is not better than Northern Iowa, and Northern Iowa should be in. But all the other teams have strength of schedules significantly better than 83. Um, RPI is not really. Auburn got in at 17 and 13. I never liked putting in those those teams that lose all those games, but their strength of schedule was 20, although Auburn's lost 9 of 12, which isn't great. So uh, it's, they, they were very close. Emily was very close for the first time ever on either side to get two teams in. I felt like they should have because Northern Iowa should not be in this tournament over SDSU. And I don't believe, uh, similar to how nobody talked about it before, nobody's going to talk about it, and how Northern, maybe I'll put something together about how Northern Iowa should not be in this tournament. So. Well, I think it's a, a pretty reasonable and sound argument uh, as to why they wouldn't. That they shouldn't be in. Um, as of as of the recording of this podcast, we do not know, uh, do we yet, who SDSU is going to be playing in the WNIT, but they have accepted an at-large bid. Of course, as as well they should. I mean, you're you're going to have what USD in here, uh, perhaps UND, IUPUI. IUPUI. Uh, so yeah, so only got three teams in. That's very good. That's uh, very good. Yeah, so it's very regional. It's a 64 team tournament. It's very regional to start out. Um, I would love to see USD and SDSU play. I think that would be amazing to see them play. It's very regional in years past. So they've played Indiana. They played schools from Illinois, Creighton, Southern Illinois. And Butler, and Minnesota. Yep. So they played uh, Big Ten schools like that. Oh, and that's some of the Big Ten schools in it. Michigan is in it. Indiana is it. Iowa is in it. They've already beaten Iowa this year. Uh, Penn State is in it. They played Penn State there. It's probably their best win they've ever had in program history, beating Penn State uh, a few years ago. So those are potential teams that uh, you may see at Frost Arena. And hopefully there's a lot of uh, a lot of home games at Frost Arena. USD, not nearly as good as they were last year. So hopefully they win a few games. And I'll buy a few as well as well. Oklahoma State is in from the Big 12. Only Big 12 team uh, in there. Uh, Missouri Valley teams. Uh, Missouri State is in at 16 and 14. They're the only old Valley team in there. So I, I would suspect those will be the teams that uh, Central Michigan from the MAC is in. Uh, Colorado State, Mountain West. So you're looking at the eight, eight state region here into the west and to the east. Uh, I think those will be the teams that SGC will probably be playing here in the first first couple of rounds, and hopefully uh, they're playing for a few weeks. Wyoming is, is in there as well. So, yeah. Very good. Very good. We'll see how the women do, and hopefully they'll win a couple of games. And uh, hopefully the Jackrabbit men can pull off the upset, but uh, let's just enjoy the fact that they are in the tournament. Any final thoughts uh, on this uh, on this tournament and uh, this, uh, this bracket podcast extraordinaire uh, North Dakota women are also in so you have three three South Dakota three Dakota teams in the tournament so I think they're going to be playing each other they, uh, you, you would assume so if they, if they win a game or two um, both you know, UND SDSU are in that leaves USD the only Dakota school not to make the tournament unfortunate for them and this year is you know, probably going to be the only year which there are two Dakota teams in the tournament the best thing all year uh, it's, it's fun as hell the upsets the great games the great finishes 
it's it's great, yeah. and I'm sure we'll be talking about a dozen terrific things that happened uh, this week coming up next week. Yeah, even if your bracket goes to hell after day one, or even like that, the first round of games. That's, I mean, that it just enjoy the tournament for what it is. I mean, this is, uh, it is it the most perfect way to crown a champion? No, but it's the most it's fun you just enjoy the tournament that's all you can say fill out a bracket enjoy it hopefully we gave you some helpful tips and uh yeah it's it's going to be great uh got anything else for us like michigan state lost last year i think i think i took them to the final four but i wasn't upset that they lost because everybody else took them to the final four right and so when when you're in the the stacking bracket challenges uh that doesn't hurt you at all that doesn't hurt you at all because nobody had Middle Tennessee State winning, so it, it's fine that way. So, very good, Travis. Thank you so much. As always, uh, enjoy the tournament. We will be talking early and often. I feel throughout the week. Yes. Keep your phone charged. I will. You as well. Me as well. Mine's on the fritz. So we'll see. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. We'll see you later. Travis Crins joining us here at the. SDSU, uh, well, not the SDSU, but uh, we'll have an SDSU Sports Block podcast at some point. But uh, as we bring in the this music, courtesy of CBS, it is the March Madness music. And we thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope it was good. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Andy Stackin. Otherwise on Facebook, Nathan Stackin. Enjoy the tournament. Fill out a bracket. So for Travis, I'm Nathan. Have a wonderful March Madness. May your bracket be great. And we will talk to you next week.